you know, as an introduction, it was it was an incredible to even get started, you know, literally into the entire industry, into the entire world of podcasting, and all of a sudden having our you know first uh, first episode, having the trailer and, and and the episode on the same day, and then now actually having our second episode today live, as you know, though it's live on Anchor, it's also live on Facebook, Instagram, as well as. YouTube. So we're going to get started. But first of all, I just want to know what is your definition of patience? When I see the word patience, bro, what comes to your head? You see, I think patience is when you're patient. What do I mean? When you're really, really patient. Now, patience can be interpreted in a number of different things. For example, um, you might have, uh, you know, your siblings uh, annoying you. You're going to need patience when you're in the car and someone pulls up on you. You're going to need patience. Um, so patience is, I think, is the ability to be in control of yourself in knowing that things happen and that things take time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I interpret patient as. How about you? Me personally, you know, lately, actually, I don't know if you if you realize, but lately, every time I come across a word that, you know, that I resonate with, that has meaning, that makes me reflect, I tend to go to the dictionary and really understand what that word means. So right now I've got the dictionary here and the word patience actually is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Now think about that. Let me, let me, let me repeat that definition of the word patience. The capacity to accept. Okay, that means you're not ignoring your 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 vision is saying, you know what, I'm gonna take this as it is. Okay? Or tolerate being okay with something. Delay when things don't happen instantly, problems, issues, suffering without that's the key word there. Without becoming annoyed or anxious. Right? You know, other synonyms for this word can be forbearance, right? Tolerance, restraint, self-restraint, right, resignation, and and many more. So that's the definition of the word itself. You know, it's, it's an incredible, is an you know, it's an incredible word by itself. And I honestly love this word. But today's topic is really, you know, going to be around the whole concept of of patience. So I I have a couple of things here, you know, here right here, and I'm just going to mention them one by one, and then you tell me like, you know, what what you know, what type of situations or scenarios come to your head once you know. When does something happen in your life? And then you're like, okay, I have to be patient at that exact same scenario. So for example, one of my mentors actually always says, hey, success is the foundation of anyone's success. What, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, that is true. Uh, success uh, is like that. You know, uh, success is patience. You know, most people out there that do become successful, out there have patience. It does take time. Um, it doesn't take one month, one year, one day, unless, uh, you know, if you're going to win the lottery. But, you know, there's a data out there that shows people that actually win the lottery. Most of the time they lose it all because easy come, easy goes. Whereas uh, if you do have the patience and you do persevere in anything out there, whether that's starting a business, learning a language, you know, starting a family or relationship, and you develop and uh, you put time and effort into it and have the patience, it can, you know, come into something that's uh, quite fruitful and become like uh, a tree that 
bears the fruits of uh, many things of your from the seeds that you planted uh, many years ago. How about you? Wow, that's that that that's that's incredible, man. I mean, you said it best. It's the foundation of anyone's success. For example, I know, of course, we're living right now in a instant world, right? You got microwaves, warm things in a couple of seconds, and you know you got people that are winning the lottery, right? Turning five pound, one pound, two pound, whatever it is, to a couple of thousands or a couple of millions, and people see that, and then they say to themselves, "Oh, well, you know what." I need to have instant success in every aspect of my life as well. And then they look at their health, they go to the gym, right? And guess what? In two, three weeks, if they haven't lost, God knows, however amount of you know, weight they want to lose, now they all of a sudden think to themselves, ah, this, thing, you know, this thing don't work, right? And then, for example, a lot of people get started in business, right? We're, we're network marketing, you know, we're entrepreneurs. And a lot of people get started. And then if they're not making a million a month in six months or, or one year, they look at you and say, well, what's going on? Right? So now imagine, what do you think the world would have been like, Zisha? Let me ask you this question. What do you think the world would have been like if everybody had the patience of long suffering to make their dreams a reality? What do you think the world would have been like? It would have been a lot different, but what people fail to realize is that, you know, everyone has their own book. And people generally look at the book of people, but they look at the last chapter. They don't generally look at what's happened from the start towards the end. They miss that part out for some reason. They always look at the last chapter of someone's success. Oh, he's become successful. I can. Let me give it a try. But what they, do, what they didn't realize is in chapter 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, they went through a lot of hardships and... They, they're not really willing to go through those same hardships as other people. And uh, that's what one, one reason why they fail to realize that um, or what, one of the reasons why they only last two weeks when they start the gym, two weeks when they start a new language, two weeks when they start into a new business. They quit and give up because, um, you know, like you said, um, people give up because they don't have the patience. Wow. Well, you, you 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 said you said it absolutely, you know, to the to the spot. Imagine a lot of people. In fact, right now we're actually on the second week of January, and you would be shocked, bro. I was reading an article, right, written by Gary V, and I was shocked. The guy's talking about how over eighty percent of people they quit their New Year resolution on the second week of January. <laughs> Can you imagine on the second week of January, right? On the second week of January, people are like people are like, I'm done. Health. Second week, they're done. When it comes to their business, they're done. When it comes to a new exercise, they're done. What, what it, whatever aspect, right? Pe- people, for some reason, right? of course, New Year resolution, everybody's excited, December 30th, December 31st, everybody's pumped up, January 1st, everybody's writing down, hey, when it comes to my health, I want to do this. When it comes to my faith, I want to do this. When it comes to my business, I want to do this. When it comes to my job, I want to go from making £1,000 a month to now making 5000 a month. Whatever it is, right? People set these goals, and then by the second week, of January. 80% are out. And then he further went on to say that just under 20% that are left that still haven't given up on their new resolution, 90% of those are out by the second by the next week. So in two weeks, 80% are out. Crazy. And the 90% of those 20 are out by the next week. So I'm thinking just by being just by being consistent, just by being you know what? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be part of that eighty percent. Now that we passed that eighty percent, just by saying, you know what? I'm gonna persist a little longer. 
Now, now you're out of that entire category. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And uh, what I'd say to those 80% is uh, even though, yes, you did start a New Year's goal or New Year's resolution on January 1st, what, what, what I would say to you is tomorrow can be your New Year's resolution. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow can be your January the 1st because every day is a new day and uh, you can't change what you've done in the past. All you can do is write your future. You know, you can only learn the lessons of uh, your previous chapters of your book heading into your chapter 29, 30, where you're going to be telling the world how successful you are, how you made it, etc. Absolutely, man. And, and you mentioned a great point there. And actually, I want to add a little bit to that. And that is the the importance or the the fact that for me personally, you, to, you know, a lot of people want to ask me, hey, what are your goals? I can mention them to you straight, like one after the other, one after the other, when it comes to my faith, when it comes to my health, when it comes to my business, when it comes to my, you know, um, influence, when, when every aspect of my life, I can mention my goals straight away. And the reason being, just like how you said, tomorrow is a brand new day. And because of that, one of the things that I do every single day, bro, is I write down my goals. Right? One of my mentors told me, hey, you want to be effective and you want to remember your goals so that you can achieve them, so they can become real, so that they can become believable, so that you can actually know, you can see the end of the tunnel. He told me the importance of writing down my goals every single day, right? And that makes me now think every day when I wake up, yo, you know what? Today is a brand new day, so it's time to kill it. It's time to, you know, it's time to smash again. Why? Because now I know, oh, brand new goals, brand new day, same goals, okay? And then that way, it's not like a lot of people, you know, they forget what their goals were. They forget what their targets were. They forget what their aims were. And now they become... Headless chicken for some reason. They don't know where to start. They don't know what to do. Why? Because they, they, they forgot the goal they wrote at the 1st or 2nd of January. And now it's the 4th week of January. They forgot it. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you think that maybe comes into a play where... The reason why people... Well, well you said uh, 80% of people give up on their goals in the first two weeks. Do you think maybe... One of the reasons is due to the fact they don't write their goals every day. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, me personally, Azishan, bro, I don't know about you and I don't know about a lot of people that are going to be watching this or listening to this podcast, but me personally, my memory is not something that I can, you know, say, hey, you know what, my, I got a great memory. It's not that. I'll be real and I'll be, you know, I'll be honest and I'll be straightforward with it, right? I am not someone that has perfect or a great memory. So there is no way, it's very rare for me to remember some of the stuff that happened two weeks ago or four weeks ago. Very rare, unless it was a major event in my life, unless it was something that I really paid attention to, right? And a lot of the days, every single day, I actually write down things, right? Like how my day is going, what I'm writing, you know, what, what, what's happening, if I'm on a call with a customer, if I'm doing a presentation, I'm writing things down every single day, right? That's why if someone tells me, oh, you know, we're on a call or what happened on that day of that week, of that month, I can go back to my books and say, you know what? That month, November 2020, this is the book that I was using. Let me see. What day did you say? The 2nd of January. Oh, let's look at 2nd of January 2020, right? That is how I remember things, right? But a lot of people are, bro, 100%, you're right. The reason they don't remember their goals is exactly because they don't write them down every single day. And, you know, with your goals, right? I learned this from one of my, you know, virtual mentors, right? Mr. David Immunity. And he says, you have to be able to see your goals, visualize with five things. Okay, you have to be able to see it, okay, every time. You have to be able to see it, right, physically. You have to be able to hear it, 
right? That's through affirmations. You saying things like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I've already retired my mom. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm that I'm sponsoring 100 orphans. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm financially free. You actually saying these things, you know, reaffirming yourself, that means now you are saying it, but you're also hearing it. And guess what? You actually seeing it, right? Now that becomes, oh, you're seeing it with your three senses. And then he also teaches the importance of actually going to physically touch your goals. Like if you, if one of your dream cars, right? Think about it, bro. It's different when you write down, hey, I want to drive a Range Rover. That's my goal. That's my goal. My dream car is a Range Rover. It's different to now you sitting in a Range Rover. It's different. You one one when one went from just being written, and now you're physically touching it, and now because of that you don't feel comfortable in any other car other than that. I'll be honest with you. That, Range Rover is one of my dream cars. I don't feel comfortable in any other car. Lambo is not one of my dream cars. Range Rover is one of my dream cars. Does that make sense? So, so, so that is that position. Honestly, there was something that also I've got written down right here, and and it was there's this place basically. I live in I live in London, right? And there's a place called Oxbridge, and in Oxbridge there's a place there's a care home called Cedar House Care Home, right? Um, yeah. This is I don't know if you've done NCS, but I've done NCS. Uh, have you done NCS? No, I've not done it. Okay, so I've done NCS, and one of our well, the project that we had was actually to work with you know care home in, in a care home where we were painting for them, where we were, you know, planting stuff. It, it was incredible, right? And and I would, after the project finished, I actually went back there. And one of the things that I do, you know, of course, not after COVID uh, happened, but before COVID, what I was doing was I would actually go there and actually just talk to the elderly people, right? And it was crazy because I used to also ask them, hey, how was life like? Uh, what used to happen? Uh, like, how was life like? What you, used to, what you, what do you, you know, what type of music do you used to listen when you were like in your early teen, you know, early teens, early twenties? Oh, where were you born? Okay, uh, do you have kids? I, I usually ask them these questions, right? And I also ask them like, what's success to you? Like, I used to ask them these questions, and bro, it's crazy because the exact same thing that I'm about to show you right now in one of the books of John C. Maxwell, okay, on leadership one hundred and one. It's crazy because I actually discovered that physically. Like I, I seen that with my own with my own eyes. When I ask people, you know, those early individuals, hey, you know, what do you regret? A lot of them talk about how they regret not trying different things, not exploring the world, not going on adventures, right? A lot of them regret what they didn't do more than what they done, right? And in mm-hmm. fact, here, in fact, this is this is this is incredible. Check this out, okay? John C. Maxwell in in 101, okay, on, on leadership, his well, book on me, leadership, um, can you hear me? For those that don't know, uh, can you just uh, share with everyone, who is John C. Maxwell? So, so John C. Maxwell is is an individual, he's an incredible, you know, incredible individual, research him on YouTube, Google him, whatever, and this is an individual that you can learn a lot from when it comes to leadership, when it comes to being effective, when it comes to impacting people, when it comes to changing people's lives, okay, which is exactly why we're on this call, okay, with the sole purpose of this podcast being to enrich, educate, and empower other people, okay, and he talks about, in, he, the guy's written over 80 books, and one of these books is here, okay, um, uh, I have it on my hand right now, it's actually Leadership 101 by John C. Maxwell, and he talks about how Dr. Anthony Compello 
tells about a sociological study in which 50 people over the age of 95 were asked one question, okay? So there's a doctor here, Anthony Campolo, okay? Um, in, a, in a sociological study, he was asked, basically they had over 50 elderly people above the age of 95, and they were asked one question only, okay? And that question was, if you could live your life over again, what would you do differently? Look at that, let me see the question again. If you could live your life over again, what would you do differently, okay? It was an open-ended question with a multiplicity of answers came from these elders of senior citizens. However, three answers constantly re-emerged, okay? There's three answers that kept on repeating themselves, okay? And dominated the results of the study. Those answers were, I wanted to pay close attention to what those answers were. Imagine, imagine yourself being 95 year old. Would you want to be in this position? Okay, if you're 30 year old, you got 60 days, 60 years, I mean. If you're 45 years old, you got another 45 years plus, right? But check this out. Check it. Look at the answers that they gave. If I had to do it over again, I would reflect more. That's the first answer they gave. If I had to do it over again, I would reflect more. The second answer that came quite frequent. If I had to do it over again, I would risk more. Are you guys, are you guys hearing this correctly? If I had to do it over again, I would risk more. And the third one that came quite frequent is, if I had to do it over again, I would do more. So look at these three answers. I would reflect more, I would risk more, and I would do more. And now I want to ask yourself, hey, these are 95-year-olds. 95 years old people that right now, they, they cannot create that dream company they wanted to create. They cannot create, they cannot create a business that is generating for them one million pounds in residual income. They cannot go and chase their passion, which might be, you know, to professional public speak. They cannot create a social media platform where it's free to post every single day to impact others' lives, right? And a lot of you watching this might be on network marketing, might be in our company, ACN. You have an opportunity to impact others' lives on your own hands, but guess what? I want you to ask yourself, are you reflecting more right now? Just ask yourself, hey, am I reflecting more? Hey, am I risking more? Hey, am I doing more? Why? Because this is exactly what those individuals said. I mean, Zishan, what is your, what is your thoughts on these three answers that they gave, bro? Yeah, I, would, I would reflect uh, more, I would risk more, and I would do more. Reflect more, risk more, and do more. Um, reflect more, risk more, do more. Uh, yeah, I mean, people should do that. Um, maybe they don't realize it in that specific moment, but when they re reflect, they'll realize they need to reflect more. And so it all I think it all comes down to the first one, reflecting. Mm -hmm. And when they reflect more, they'll realize, oh, they should have put more risk into what they were risking into. And when they reflect more, they will realize that they should have done more. So I think people need to do all three of those things, but then in turn go back to the first one, which is reflect. Um, Mohammed, um, what are your thoughts on how do you think people can develop patience? Okay. Mm -hmm. Me personally, this is my, this is my personal you know, view, my personal thought on, on the topic of patience, right? Me personally, I genuinely believe this, okay? 
a lot of people, they overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Let me say that again. A lot of people, they overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate, okay, what can be done in 10 years, right? 10 years can be a time where someone goes from nothing to something. 10 years can be a time from a company going from no company to, to a major, a billion dollar company. We've seen that happen over and over and over. Look at Snapchat. Where was it 10 years ago? Look at Twitter. Where was it 10 years ago? Look at TikTok. Where was it 10 years ago? Look at Zoom. Where was it one year ago? Right? So we can all see that's a pattern. And in fact, one of my mentors, Tony Robbins, is the one that, you know, that, that I learned that from. He always talks about, hey, a lot of people, they, they burn themselves, they hit themselves too hard. And this is the thing. A lot of people, by the way, this, this used to be me as well. Right, where I would constantly say, you know what, let me do more, let me do this, let me do this, let me do this. And sometimes you'll see me up doing things at 5, 6 a.m. But then I came to realize that doing that means the next day I'm not productive. It's just how it is. Okay. And after reading a book called The 5 a.m. Club, I'm just thinking, hey, I was doing things the, the entire time the wrong way. I was, I was, I was doing it the wrong way, but I thought I was doing it the right way. Okay. And that's the, you know, that's the incredible thing about the journey of, of uh, personal development or entrepreneurship. But to answer your your to answer your question specifically, Zishan, what I'll say is, hey, know what you can do in 10 years as well as what you can do in one year, okay? Know and also don't mistake not working with patience. Don't mistake not working with patience. A lot of people, I, I've had people, family and friends and business partners, right, tell me, oh, Mohammed, but I'm being patient. Hey, why, why you not? Yeah. Like, you know, let's do some work. No, 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 I'm being patient. I mean, and me personally, one of the reasons I feel comfortable when it comes to the topic of patience is because I do the work, I, I do what's necessary, make the phone calls, okay? Connect with the 100 plus people that I do every single day on social media. DM the people on Instagram. Comment on people's uh, uh, pages, okay? Connect with new 100 people every single day. Ask people they're open-minded to make an extra income. Okay? See if I can help them save money on their essential service already. And then, the fact that I put in the work, now I'm not stressed. Now I don't have anxiety. I don't, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not panicking. Why? Because I know I put in the work. The rest is in God's sense. I've done my role. Okay? And, and, and for everybody that's listening to this podcast or watching us right now on Instagram, YouTube, as well as Facebook... Hey, you want to develop patience? Put in the work. Because at the end of the day, you know how much you put in. You know if you gave it 10% or you know if you gave it 110%. And the rest is, is in God's hands, bro. What about you? How do you think people can develop patience? Um, I think people can develop patience with the goal of uh, having what they want to achieve with the end in mind. And knowing whenever they go through any obstacles to know that this is the end and uh, I just need to go through whatever ups and down I need to in order to reach there. Um, it's like, um, you know, whenever you watch any superhero movies or whatever, you know, at the end of that movie, the superhero always wins. Mm -hmm. But, but you know, you see in the middle that, you know, Batman is struggling or Spider-Man is struggling you know, uh, they don't say, oh, I'm going to give up. Uh, they keep fighting and you soon realize that because they kept on fighting and they had the patience, 
that they win. So I think uh, if people have the goal in mind and of having what they want to achieve at the back end of their mind and whenever they have any problems or obstacles, to always remember that and to know that, you know, um, to basically just go through any obstacles that they have and with an end goal in mind. Wow, absolutely. And honestly, as a, as a summarization, um, what me personally, I've actually got a, a quote here and that quote is a quote that I see every single day and that quote actually says, right, look what it says for word for word, not being where you want to be is okay, okay? Not being where you want to be is okay. Doing nothing about it is not okay. So, for example, I, I every single day, one of the, one of my goals that I every single day read and reflect on is the fact that I retired my mom, my stepmom, my dad, and my older sister. Those four individuals, right? Those four individuals are my why. The reason I'm in business is because of four, those four individuals, right? And every single time, the fact that I'm seeing that target, and I actually wrote it down as I'm so happy and grateful now that I've retired my mom, dad, stepmom, and also my older sister, right? There is something in the whole concept of seeing the end goal now. Because when, when, when someone says, oh, I want to retire my parents, it's different to them saying, I've already retired my parents. Why? Because your, sub, your subconscious mind doesn't know what the difference is, okay? And to those of you that, are, that haven't actually taken the time to study paradigm shift, okay, hey, go to YouTube and type in paradigm shift. Instead of people like Alex Morton, people like Bob Proctor, these are individuals that have mastered. People like Bob Proctor has been teaching for over 40 years the power of the subconscious mind. He's been teaching this for over 40 years, okay? So going back to, 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 to the quote, I want you to honestly, I want to, I want you to reflect on this until the next episode, which is going to be in about, in about two, three days. I want you to reflect on this. Not being where you want to be is okay, okay? But doing nothing about it is not okay. So with that said, Zishan, is there anything you want to close with, brother? Um... Have you had any questions on your on your life, on your IG life? Yes, actually, there, there was there was two questions. Let me scroll up. Okay, there was two questions. Okay, one person said, "How often would these be? These will be. These are these are part of our podcast. Okay, Mastermind for Success, hosted by my good friend Zishan and myself. So." There will be, be a link somewhere on my bio or and also his bio. Go up, listen to the first um, listen to the first episode, okay, which was the introduction yesterday. And today's topic will be uploaded soon. Um, the, on the topic of patience, we'll be doing these podcasts twice a week, okay, to answer your question twice a week, and also you'll be able to have uh, you know the audio on our, on our podcast platform, and also you'll be able to see the visual, which is going to be you know, which is actually going to be. Put up on my wallpaper. And second, second person said, "Let me just scroll up. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that." So, Zishan, with that said, we're just gonna wrap up. 